Good evening, nerds and nerdettes, and welcome to another episode of the Your Inner Nerd Podcast. Today, we're going to span several multiverses, stocks, to your privacy, of course, culminating with a episode one, possibly through four, discussion of WandaVision, Disney's latest hit show in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, alongside me, as always, is my co-host in crime, Mr. Sederal, and our special guest this evening is the OG Daddy, Mr. Stang Daddy. How you guys doing? It's been a long week, though. Mm. Oh yeah, tell me about it. But uh, it all Fridays just I don't know. Disney's got this thing down. Let's not hide it. You end Mandalorian and you bring in Wandavision, and then you're bringing well, in all this other stuff. I disagree. Like I really hate. Everybody knows that has listened to our podcasts that I fucking hate Netflix. Yep. We have a love-hate relationship. But I think they figured it out in releasing the entire season instead of doing it every Friday. I really hate that. It pisses me off. If I wanted that, I'd go get cable, okay? Like, come on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, mean, shit. I mean, certain things, yeah. But I mean, with, okay, listen, for an example, Mandalorian. If you would have released the entire season of Mandalorian then people wouldn't have been shitting their pants when, spoiler alert, Luke Skywalker shows up in the final episode. Oh, you're such a dick. You spoiled it for me. I'm never going to watch it. It's fine. <laughs> but no, I you could do like half of it at least, right? Or at least half of it for the first half of it for people to binge and then wait like two months or something. So what they're doing is they're taking advantage of the corona epidemic. And mm-hmm. so for each person that pays for one month subscription... They can pump out each every Friday. Basically, if they do one episode every Friday, they can get two months of a subscription worth out mm-hmm. of a person and a family and a household or whatever. So they're taking advantage of that, but they're giving good content so people aren't really noticing it or complaining about it, really. It's I, like the yeah. grand scheme of marketing. I guess I just noticed that those marketing annoyances, like the things that annoy me about marketing. And it's like, mm-hmm. why, this is fucking stupid. Like, I get what you're doing, but it's fucking stupid. Yeah. No, I agree. I, I think I think they did good with. I, I, I'm pretty sure they released two episodes of Wandavision first. I thought I was ecstatic about that, and I thought that was going to be a common thing. And they're like, next Friday you get one episode. And you're like, fuck me, God. <laughs> the only thing about it that I don't like is for you to release an episode like every Friday, make them longer. Yes, like because mm-hmm. they and they always end on these fucking god awful like cliffhangers yeah and but you're gonna make them like 30 to 45 minutes tops i think the longest episode of wandavision is maybe like episode two and i think it was like 45 minutes yeah i don't like the 30 minute bullshit do an hour long at least i think like even amazon does that with the boys yeah the boys are always an hour and the biggest thing is i i like marvel and i like dc so we got the release date for the snyder cut which is like how justice league was supposed to be seen and it's original plan was i believe they started out with six they were going to do six one hour episodes and then they came down to like no we're only going to do four uh, one hour episodes but now they decided it's going to be a four hour movie so i'm that's a big jump yeah yeah you're asking a lot of people to be able to sit and and i'm pretty sure this is only for the diehard like justice league fans because i know i could sit four hours and crush that shit but 
everybody else, like your normal average Joe, who's going to be like, I know who Batman is. Let me watch. They're not going to sit through four hour long movies. I mean, and if you're me, you're going to be like, I know who Superman is. He's fucking hot. <laughs> That's what I'm going to be saying. And like the rest of them, I don't care. <laughs> oh my gosh. Henry Cavill is a uh, chiseled piece of art for sure. Oh, yeah, he is. He's sculpted by the gods, my friends. And then the one before it, who is that? Brandon Ruth? Yeah, Brandon like, Routh. A lot of people didn't like him. I I actually liked him. Had that like that that Clark Kent look, right? He looked like your generic Superman, like. But Henry Cavill, I mean, I'm just gonna say, like, most of the women will probably agree with me. Is one of the best scenes in Man of Steel is when he uh, rescues the people in that oil uh, rig. Yeah. And he's like shirtless, and he's the <laughs> only person who can really pull off full body hair like that and a beard. It's so gross. But... <laughs> I'm telling you. It's so gross. But... I, but see, like, I'm a Superman fan, like, all the way. Going clear back to even the weird, what was that one? It had Dean Cain and it had Terry Hatcher in it. Oh, The Adventures of Lois and Clark or something. Yeah. Yes, yes, that yeah. one. I actually loved that. I loved that show. I thought it was pretty great for its time. Let me ask you, have you seen the new one that's coming out called Superman and Lois? With, uh, no. Tyler, I believe his last name is Hoshlin. He His big thing was he was in the Teen Wolf reboot. He played Derek, who's like the alpha werewolf in Teen Wolf. But he's playing Superman. It looks fucking phenomenal. It looks movie quality. That's it's I think it's called Superman. I think it's called Superman and Lois. Yeah, Superman and Lois. It comes out February 23rd. Yeah, it's a CW show. Mm-hmm. But it looks it looks phenomenal. Like way beyond my expectations of how that I thought it was going to look because those CW shows have a reputation of starting out really cool and then getting really fucking corny and just repetitive, uh, especially The Flash. But this one looks really good, like really good. Yeah, I'll have to watch it because I like Superman. Superman's my favorite. So I'm going to watch all of that. Like Christopher Reeves being Superman was really good too. Yeah, those were, I'm not going to say all of them were good, but a majority of those movies were good. The one where he fought the uh, the nuclear man or whatever the fuck it was, <laughs> yep. that one was shitty, but the other ones were good. That Those were some of my favorite Superman movies. Yeah, the original Superman was, Christopher Reeves was a really good actor back in the time, and then I always forget the person that played Lois Lane, but she was really good too. Yeah, and of course you had, uh, who was it that was uh, Lex Luthor, Gene Hackman? Is that who played Gene Hackman? Yeah. Yeah. Fucking Gene Hackman. Come on. I even loved like Smallville. Okay. Smallville was like one of my favorite TV shows of all time. Smallville. I like Smallville, but my thing that I liked about Smallville was I would like to because every now and then you would get another superhero would show up. Like I think they had Booster Gold. They've had Blue Beetle. They've had yep. Bart Allen. They've had Aquaman, Green Arrow. They even had the Justice Society of America, and that's the first time you saw a live-action... Fuck, what was his name? He's one of my fucking favorite superheroes. Dr. Fate and Hawkman and all that shit. That was super cool. And, I mean, given at the time, it was very well done. But Anyways, so, said you had an issue or a topic you wanted to discuss. We gotta, we gotta do our regular thing. What is everybody oh, yeah, playing? <laughs> yes. Yeah, what are you playing, Darian? Oh, me? Sorry. Yeah, you've not been playing a little this and that. Not normally what I normally play. I've got back into The Sims. I feel guilty because yesterday I blew $70 on Sims expansion stuff. 
Oh my god, that. your wife well, is going to kill you. That's only two expansions, though. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, that, that's the funny thing. As I was, only to get, I was only able to get the vampire one, the realm of magic, and I believe Discover University. I only got three things. So they have expansions that are like full-on cities, and then they have smaller DLC-type things where you get like furniture packs, clothing packs, and stuff like that. And the freaking furniture packs are like 20 bucks, and the expansions are like 50 or 60 And it was $70 with them being on sale. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. Okay, so so am I the only one that does that? I probably am, at least here. I always like to buy the one that, like, the expansions that have the aliens, and like, just to get a guy pregnant. <laughs> yeah, you can pregnant. actually, so with the gender customization in Sims 4, you can make whatever gender identity you want and you can have a male who gets pregnant without i think it's hilarious i don't know why i'm just like it's like you get to experience this bitch (laughs) i'm in the middle of doing this challenge myself and one of the things that i I, (laughs) with this challenge that i'm trying to do is i'm trying to knock up every female in the town that i live in oh my gosh and and it's a lot harder than it's a lot of time and but I gave my character all the the perks or whatnot that help him with all that stuff. And let me tell you something: he gets them women hot and bothered. <laughs> You're sleeping with them, googling speed runs, yeah. trying to figure out how to not have them find out about each other. Yeah. Do you get to sleep with them though? Does he does he actually sleep with them or just get them all hot and bothered and then they walk away? So far, I've slept with two. <laughs> and they get pregnant. One of them has so far. <laughs> But there's there's actually really interesting challenges for that game, like the rags to riches, where you start out with no money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you literally have an empty lot, and you have your sim live on it, and they have to not die, and you have to try and get to a million sim loans. Yeah, it it of course adds for various things of replayability, and like the DLCs, some of them like actually let you go to work with them now, and then. Some of them let you open a restaurant. Some of them let you become a famous actor. I've always wanted a DLC, which I'm surprised they haven't had it yet, that lets you become like a famous musician. So like you can go play gigs and stuff like that. I've always thought that would be cool. But you know what? Like I know there's one called Get Famous, and that one only allows you to be an actor. Or Oh, okay. So it's one career path. Yeah. I really wish that Sims was like because the sims concept i love like everybody loves the sims it's been around for fucking ever yeah sim city all that but more i know that you can do sandbox but take it further do sandbox with like role play right like mm-hmm. people would fucking die over sims role play i don't know Hell why but yeah they would, would be shit. yeah they fucking would vr role just imagine that in vr that would be like really cool just like even enough to make sims and all you have to do is make sims multiplayer Right. Like, I'll let you join a friend's world or whatever. That would be f- fucking awesome. I think there was a Sims online game back in 2003. Oh, really? I think. I don't remember. It was obviously 2003 quality gaming and graphics. <laughs> but if I remember <laughs> correctly, I briefly mem- remember playing it like as a kid. But on top of The Sims, I recently picked up a game called Path of Exile, mm-hmm. which is... It's, it's like Diablo. Yeah, and I fucking love Diablo. And people, I've been seeing all this stuff on YouTube saying how Path of Exile is just that game that keeps, like, it's really rewarding to play, and, like, the people that have started to play it have started to go up. 
And, well, you know why Diablo don't you? It's because the the actual team of Diablo they got fired from Activision originally for Diablo three, and they brought in the WoW team to recreate Diablo three, and so the team that was on Diablo left and made Path of Exiles. Ah, oh, I did not know that. Yep, and they didn't want it to be exactly like Diablo, but it's similar. It's way similar to Diablo. Yeah, it is super similar to Diablo, but no, it, it that's really fun. And then, of course, I've been part of the people that's jumped back onto the Star Wars Battlefront 2 phase with it being free on Epic. It was free on Epic Games. Lame-o. And that, no, that boosted <laughs> the popularity of Battlefront 2, which is actually making Lucasfilms are actually starting now to work on a Battlefield 3 or Battlefront 3 because of the surge in popularity and now it has, there's so many more Twitch streamers who are actually streaming Battlefront because it was free. And so it's just, sadly, so, they ended support for it. So there's no more DLCs or nothing. But Not only so was I, it free, it was free with the full Celebration Edition. So you got yeah, every skin, everything. everything. You just didn't get the progression obtained weapons. Yeah. So you have to still get those. But they really gave it away with that one. Yeah, they did. So my question is, at what point? It's just so I know being a streamer, because I think we all stream here. It's usually about what's the hottest game, right? Like you yeah. want to go stream the hottest game so you can get the most viewers. And so that's how that happens. So I, that, but that's my problem with streaming and streaming these older games, because like people pick them up, these streamers will pick them up and they'll play them for a while. But the people that are like dedicated to those games are like, yes, finally, we, we finally got some more population. And then a month later, it's dead again. And like their hopes and dreams are just crushed. Let me, <laughs> Battlefront's funny because I played it with Sin the Boom and another friend of ours, Z Gaming. And I'd played it on console before. My console characters are really leveled up and have all these weapons and everything. So I was starting fresh on PC. And there's actually Reddit posts that have been made by veteran like Battlefront players on PC. And... They want to actually run off all the free-to-play players because they are like, why the fuck are, did we grind our asses off to get all this stuff, to buy all these skins, and then you're going to... It's like a... And then you're just going to turn around and make it all free kind of thing. <laughs> Catch-22 because those veteran players are now not going to have any population. And so it's, okay, we ran everybody off. The only way to get population is to get new players to play the game like i've never played it and if i wanted to come play it and somebody said i'm gonna run you off i'd be like go fuck yourself i'm leaving don't worry <laughs> and, and so like we were playing a game of supremacy which is capture point a point b and then it takes you to space you capture point a point b you win but those games can last hours and send the and boom kept getting teabagged and he eventually rage quit and he was like fuck this yada yada like, I've never heard him rage over anything, but he raged over this. And those are the three big ones that I've been playing. Uh, what about you, Sid? I'll let Sting gotta go for it. Yeah, go ahead. So, right before class was back in session, I was big on Elite Dangerous. I went mm-hmm. through a big... I grinded out the best ship in the game in the period of two days. Oh, shit. Like, yeah, I sunk a lot of hours into that. I was very big into that. School started. I slowly drifted out of that because I'm not able to run that. There's only a few games I'm able to run on the school Wi-Fi. So I've been dabbling in Ghost Recon Breakpoint. 
Um, it was it was on sale for nine bucks, and I've been playing that with a few friends here and there because it's just something mindless. There's gear progression, story progression, weapon progression, and skill based. There's different branches of skills, skill points, and perks, and it's just something that we can mindless do, like a kind of a military sim. And I've been doing a lot of that. Outside of that, I haven't really had a lot of time for gaming, but I wanted to try and get back into Daisy RP again soon. I meant come on over to ORP again. Yeah, yeah, I would love to. Oh, I did. Uh, I did play Battlefront Two whenever it came out for free. I played that for about two weeks, I think, a week or two. And I'm still, I still have it. I still play that from time to time. But since I got Ghost Recon Breakpoint, I've been sinking time into that. Yeah, that's a good one. Battlefront's fun. It just, it takes a lot to unlock different weapons. It takes a lot to grind out those weapons. And mm-hmm. so that's all I've been doing is grinding out one specific class. Yeah. <laughs> and you have to, it takes a lot to get a specific weapon. And then there's different weapons for each class. You can spend a week on one class and finally get the weapon you want. And there's still three others you haven't even touched. Yep. Yeah. Go back to Elite Dangerous really fast. I, I tried to play it. it. It's just one of those things that there's so much to learn mm-hmm. that it's hard to, if you're not invested right from the get-go, then you're not going to play it. And that was my yeah. issue. I love the concept. And, and we had talked briefly on one of your streams that I got into Star Citizen. And Star Citizen, the best way to explain it is Elite Dangerous on steroids. Yeah. Um, Like there's so much more you have to do. And I haven't even got past like the first 10 minutes of star citizen two reasons because number one uh, i'm probably gonna have to upgrade my graphics card to at least a 30 series to play it Hmm. without it lagging and number two just the sheer like complexity and detail of it is ungodly like unfathomable yeah yeah, it's very similar to uh, Elite Dangerous. Elite Dangerous is it's a beautiful game. The graphics are good. I think it's more universal because it's not as massive as Star Citizen and the fact mm-hmm. that when you jump from one star system to another, there's uh, the hyperspace is a loading screen for the next place. In Star Citizen, you can just jump around and fly yeah. around technically. There's not many loading screens, so it's a lot more massive and hardware hardware efficient and it take it just drains a lot of your gpu and met ram now i did see that elite dangerous was getting a an update soon i believe if yeah. it's not already out that i can't i think it allowed like co-op or multiplayer or or it is uh it's you called... leave your ship or something yeah, it's a it's called Elite Dangerous Odyssey. It comes out, I think, on PC towards the end of spring, I believe. I have no idea. I'm pretty sure it comes out this year. It's Elite Dangerous Odyssey. You can exit your ship. You can walk around inside the space stations that you can dock in. Mm. You cannot walk around your ship yet. I don't believe that they have released plans to add that just because it, it would it'd require a lot of it, they're a small dev team they only have eight people on their dev team i believe but the they don't have plans to add that but you can walk around you'll have guns you'll have skill progression perks different level guns from different manufacturers because they're big uh they have their in-game economy 
mm-hmm. and you can crash economies in different systems, literally. Uh, and there's different name brands and stuff like that. They're going to have that. Armor is going to be a big thing. Xenos, if you know anything about Elite Dangerous, that the Xeno hunting, alien hunting is a big thing. Going to be able to do that on ground, I believe. Capturing stations on the surfaces of planets, driving around in your rovers, exiting them. Things like that is going to be added. But uh, social hubs are going to be the, that's the most anticipated thing because people can exit their ship whenever they dock in a station and run around. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, Sid, what about you? What have you been playing? Uh, so, I've been playing uh, WoW, of course. I raid every Friday on WoW. I have to. I just can't not. But I also got back into Daisy, of course. Fucking always drags me back in. <laughs> All the time. But I'm excited to play my newest game, which we talked about last week, Darian. I haven't played it yet, but I bought the Medium. Oh, yeah, it came out. That's one of the things I was going to talk to you about. Yeah, it came out. So I'm really excited. It looks so cool. It looks now, so cool. One of the things I was going to ask you, because I watched a little bit of gameplay on it. If you don't, then you'll find out for me. But it looks like you play split screen naturally. And one screen shows the normal screen. And then one half of the screen shows like the, I'll call it, quote unquote, the spirit world or whatever. That Yeah. So from everything I have read and seen, that's what it's supposed to be. Like you're a split screen. You're in one world. Okay. You're in both worlds, basically. And you're yeah. trying to like get through the worlds okay i just didn't know if it was like one of those things where you hit a button and like it'll change over but the whole split screen things it's pretty neat i've watched gameplay on it it looks pretty neat because of course you'll see items in the real world you won't see in the spirit world and vice versa so it's that weird like uh psychological like horror slash puzzle solver which is actually pretty neat so it is and i but i went and purchased it of course on the playstation i didn't want it on pc i want to use my controller <laughs> see that would they could actually do some neat stuff with that with a uh, playstation vr if they made like a vr not necessarily interpret it or put it in the game for the story mode but have their own little vr mode or whatever that'd be neat it would be really cool. Like, I think that I really wish that, and I know it's probably time consuming and you want to release your shit, but mm-hmm. I think that every game that they release, they should really consider doing it in VR for PC and VR for for the PlayStation. Like, why not? Yeah, like, I would have, for those of you that don't know, they've started shelling out these fucking patches for Cyberpunk. Like, one right after the other recently uh, trying to... They released one patch and it actually broke the game even more. Mm-hmm. So they had to release another patch to fix that patch. There's mods for it, of course, on PC. And one of the mods that I wish was an actual part of the game was like a third-person mode because Cyberpunk is like a really like fast-paced first-person game. And I feel like you could understand it and play better and do more things if they would have put that into like a third-person perspective. <laughs> Or at least give you that option. So it's I I got my refund for Cyberpunk. I ain't played that shit. I ain't gonna play that shit. <laughs> I was like really gonna say, are you surprised? Like uh, with all the patches that they're putting out, it's almost like DZ. I swear to God. Yeah. Like, they put out a patch and the patch fixed it breaks even more. And it's like, what the fuck? I would go as far as to say that uh, the Bohemia fixes their stuff faster than Cyberpunk's dead. Team. I agree. And that's saying a lot, if you know yeah. anything about Daisy devs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. Bohemia right now really messed shit up in like the world, the world docs in your 
within your server because you can only have a certain amount of scripts, which means you can only run a certain amount of mods. Mm. So you're like limited like nine mods on your server right now. Damn. Yeah, okay. they really screwed that up, but they're they're fixing it. They saw the problem. It's going to be released next month. Where are you at, Cyberpunk? What's your next fix? Cyberpunk's in the middle of a fucking class action lawsuit. <laughs> <laughs> they deserve it, right? Yeah. This is a game like seven years in the making or something like that. And they fucked it up. And you fucking release it like a flaming bag of dog shit. Like, this is 2021's dumpster fire. I was so disappointed because I was, in all honesty, I wasn't going to get it. But then I started watching the things and was like, oh, this looks doesn't look too bad. Let me get it. So I picked it up. Couldn't fucking play it. I, you've got, you guys have heard my rants before about Cyberpunk. I ain't even going to go into it. But, <laughs> and in all honesty, I'm probably not going to play it until I get a PS5. And when they actually release the actual next gen, well, current gen now, PS5 version, which I believe comes out in, it's supposed to, it was supposed to come out, I believe, in March. But in the way things are going, I don't have, I, I don't have a fucking clue. And I, you still can't find PS5s anywhere. No, they're fucking. It's gonna be a long time before you do. But yeah. I, I gotta say, I gotta say this about Cyberpunk. I watch a few people um, play it. I watch a few celebrities, and the, my favorite celebrity that I watch, her name is Felicia Day. She played in a web series called The Guild, which was made into an actual TV series, and it's on Netflix. So go watch it. But she is like walking up walks up to a hooker but she's in discord with her brother and like, she walks up to this male hooker and she's like, what is this a male hooker and she actually pays for it and it goes into like she's streaming too but it goes into this like the scene of having sex with the hooker and she mm-hmm. forgot to turn she forgot to turn on the like the nudity blocker and she's like, oh my god and her brother's like, what's going on she's like, i just bought a hooker and paid for him and now we're doing the dirty I hate it when that happens on the it was, daily. It was hilarious, though. Yeah, I, I accidentally buy hookers all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I was on my way to work last week, bought a hooker by accident. Just walked around. I was like, hey, what's up? And they're like, oh, yeah, $2,500 or whatever. How much is a hooker? You guys would know. <laughs> I said you bought them. So. I'm married. <laughs> Sid's going to get this part of the podcast now. Yeah. Yeah. In all honesty, though, like I'm surprised I haven't accidentally bought a hooker before. Quick stories, quick story time. Me and my wife and her family were driving down to Florida, and we, <laughs> and I'm embarrassed to talk about this because at this time I was like <laughs> 17 or 18, and I would think you would think I would know what certain things are, but I, I had no clue that this was a thing at the time. So I went into a gas station. And I paid for her mom's gas and with her mom's card and everything. So I was like, he, the guy was like, do you want any cash back? And I was like, what do you mean? Do I want cash back? And he was like, we'll give you cash back if you want cash back. I was like, so you're just going to give me fucking cash back. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, how, he's like, how much do you want? And I was like, what's the most I can get? And he was like a hundred bucks. And I was like, fuck yeah, I'll take a hundred bucks. And then. So he gave me a hundred bucks back and then I went to the car and I was bragging. I was like, you guys won't fucking believe it. These people are literally giving you a hundred dollars just for going in their store. (laughs) And her mom was like, what do you mean, honey? And I was like, he asked me if I wanted cash back. And I was like, fuck yeah, I want cash back. So it gave me a hundred dollars. And then she was like, Kiana was like, that came out of the bank account. And I was like, he didn't say, he said he was just giving me cash back. So I thought they were literally giving you cash back just for going in their store. That's amazing. 
Yeah, and I it was pure teenage innocence at this point. Like they weren't even mad. Like, did you not have a bank account at all? You guys won't believe this. No, that, I didn't. That dumbass like, in there just gave me a hundred bucks. I, I had a bank account when I was. <laughs> I didn't. I don't think I had a job until I was. Uh, well, see, I had a job. I had a job when I was 19. fucking ten. So yeah, yeah I worked I when I was. 10. I didn't have a job until I was like nineteen, and it was at a Ruby Tuesdays. Ruby Tuesdays fucking sucks, by the way. Don't ever work there. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Let's talk about that anger. Hold on. <laughs> people were fucking in the walk-in closets. You don't know what they do to your food, oh, people. No, don't. Please don't. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't want to know now. <laughs> it's not like Waiters, is it? Have you seen the movie Waiters? Nah, it wasn't like that. But they were like, there were people fucking in the walk-in closets. <clears throat> I know names, but I'm not going to mention them. <laughs> we wouldn't know names, so. <laughs> no, but they'll know. But They know who they are. <laughs> yeah, you know who you were. All right, so let's jump into this first quick topic because I I have to. We have to discuss it. I don't know if you guys had a chance to read on it. Uh, probably not because we jumped right into the podcast. But Apple and Facebook are at it. They are fucking at it. They are at each other's throat, and Apple is winning. And Apple deserves to win because Facebook sucks. I don't care who you are. Facebook sucks. If you have not watched the Social Dilemma, go fucking watch it. Yeah, that's that's. Uh... Not even that. Watch that uh, fucking... Yeah, that's that documentary on Netflix, ain't it? Yeah, Social yeah, Dilemma. Yeah, go watch it. And then go watch, you know, if you want to, go watch the Social Network and see how fucked up Mark Zuckerberg was. But that's okay. So what's happening is Apple is basically telling all these other companies that have apps, like, you have to get permission to mine people's data. Like, we are requiring that. You can mine it, you just have to get permission. And that has pissed Facebook off because that is how they make their money. They make a shit ton of money by taking your data, looking at all your search history and saying, oh, you search this, we're going to provide you an ad for the same item. That is why Vacuum cleaners and dog food, that's what happens to me. Yep, people are always like, I don't know how Facebook knows what I was looking for. (laughs) You don't know? You do now. (laughs) They just mine your shit. So Facebook is mad about that. I want to know your guys' thoughts. I mean, to me, it it just <laughs> the fucked up thing is it sounds like that Apple's just trying to do the right thing, and Facebook and that fucking all seeing eye of Mark Zuckerberg or whatever. Like, I literally feel like at some point during the day, Mark Zuckerberg goes home and ha- have you you guys ever seen that scene in Star Wars when Darth Vader's in his like chamber or whatever, and he like. <laughs> comes down and all the smoke <laughs> flows out and he's hooking up to all these wires. Yep. I feel like that's what Mark Zuckerberg that's how he like wakes up in the morning <laughs> with all these <laughs> wires attached to him. But I don't know. Yeah, if you, it's real fucked up like data mining is a real thing and Facebook is like the biggest culprit of it. And the most fucked up way though, we have more teen suicides because of Facebook and for, I get it, you're running a company, so you're like, oh, I can't be bothered by that, but have a little fucking compassion. Like, you're destroying people's lives with it, and it sounds stupid, it's a social media platform. You're destroying people's lives. Yeah, and Facebook's always gonna make me feel depressed, because I always Google things that I want, that I know I won't be able to get anytime <laughs> soon. So, and then Facebook takes that shit and starts shoving the ads in my face, so I'm just like, what to make me feel like a piece of shit, Facebook? <laughs> Yeah, you guys know my opinion on it. I've said it before. I believe that once you come into contact with the internet, there's no such thing as privacy. And if you put your information out there, it wherever you put it, has it now. And it's always going to be there. 
And I, I like 100% agree. Not we all know that's going to happen, right? Like you're yeah. fucked first. You have the dark web, you have all that shit. Like you're just screwed. Facebook probably sells your information to the dark web. Probably. But my biggest problem with Facebook is like I use Instagram. Yes, I know it's a product of Facebook. I hate Facebook, but I think Instagram is a little bit different because I don't have to look at people's political opinions. I don't have to listen to people say what they fucking did that day. I don't give a shit what you did. Please do not tell me. <laughs> like I did not ask. So we have this problem in society where Facebook has made everybody believe that everyone cares what they're doing mm-hmm. or everybody cares about their opinion. And I, yeah, yeah, I was going to say the perfect example was I was watching this girl stand up on Netflix or whatever. And one of her things, was she, one of her jokes was talking about how you get these basic fucking bitches who like post that. Oh, my God, I'm taking a break from social media. Like you're going to post that you're taking a break from social media. You know why that is? It's because they want everybody to be like, oh my god, what? Are you, what's wrong? What happened? Yeah, yeah. Or, or the fucking people who's like going through some shit, don't message me. <laughs> like you only say that shit because you want somebody to reach out and be like, oh my god, what's right. wrong? They want, they literally want people to acknowledge them. And yeah. so my biggest problem during COVID, like this has been... Like, I got rid of my Facebook over a year ago. I haven't had Facebook for a year, which I'm so fucking happy. Like, it is, people are like, I can't get a hold of you on Facebook. Yeah, because it's fucking gone. I don't care. Like, (laughs) we weren't that close anyway. It's fine. (laughs) But during COVID was the worst because everybody would read misinformation. And I have to go into that in just a second. It'll be quick. But read read misinformation on on Facebook because some dumbass posted something they thought was correct. And then everybody fucking knew what they were talking about when it came to the virus. They were like a specialist in, uh, like they were a virologist. They thought they knew everything about it. That's why I want to take a minute to applaud Twitter because have you seen how Twitter fact checks now? Yes, I love it. I fucking love that. That because my wife, Stang Daddy, is is a chemist, so she's up to date on all this shit. So she knows. What's bullshit? What's real? Like yeah. all this stuff, and and her thing was is said she gets on Facebook sometimes and sees people posting this bullshit stuff about whether it be about COVID related stuff or how masks don't really work, mm-hmm. and she's just this is complete and utter garbage. So that's why my wife is majority majority of the time is if she looks at something that's Twitter because they have facts it fact checks, and yeah. so. Trump got hit with fact checks a couple of times. It got his shit pulled down because it wasn't true. <laughs> and so the biggest reason I'm not and said knows because I've sent pictures is proof. The funniest thing I see on Facebook and the only reason I keep Facebook around is being from the South. A majority of people are Republicans and it's in the Bible belt, belt. So they're God fearing Republicans. So they post these pictures of Trump with Jesus. Yeah, I can't even say with a straight face saying like, when we needed him most, the only one that was there was God or some shit like that. And I'm like, come on now. <laughs> My yeah, God. It's, it's hilarious. So, so with that, I love Twitter for that. And and we'll jump into that. So do you know what the Fairness Doctrine is? Nah, not off the top of my head. So the Fairness Doctrine was introduced by the FCC in 1949, and it was basically to say, it was to to, social, to media outlets saying, if you're going to present something, like you have to give somebody, the person that you may be presenting it against, or you may be against, you have to give them time on air to rebuttal. But you also have to provide accurate information. Like you have to have facts. Mm-hmm. But Reagan got rid of that when he was president. 
So we have this problem now where we have social media outlets, Facebook, Twitter, all these places, Instagram, Snapchat, whatever, that provide inaccurate information. They provide news. What I would like to do, as I think the United States should do this, and people will probably like, oh, that's fucked up, but they need to rewrite the Fairness Doctrine Act. And what it should say is if you do not provide facts on your social media platforms, you are now considered media platforms. You are part of that media. Mm-hmm. And if you don't provide facts, you will be fined $100 million per inaccurate like information. Why I want this? Because, hey, they're not paying taxes as it is. <laughs> I'll just take the tax money that way. Maybe they'll straighten up and stop being such assholes and actually provide that fact checker like Twitter did. And I agree. I applaud Twitter for that. I think they did an amazing job at fact checking. It's important to check facts, but we don't think that way as a society anymore. No. You just want to hear the, imagine like, that's like me getting my reliable source of information from the fucking National Enquirers where the first page is a picture of Bigfoot fucking an alien. And I used to believe those fucking things. I'd read them while I was taking a shit. See, so, and those things shouldn't be around because it's not no, they, should, they shouldn't. And like, you'll see these god-awful things that saying like, it'll be like, those last days. And they're like, I'm not even fucking dying. Right. Like Eddie and, Murphy's last days. Eddie Murphy ain't fucking dying. Right. There's so much stupid shit out there. And people are, I, I don't know if it's naive or gullible. I, I don't know what it's it is. Simple-minded. Simple-minded, not intelligent, not on an, an emotional, intelligent wave. I don't know. But it's it's they believe all this shit. And it's like, mm-hmm. how do you, how easy is it for you to believe? Like, I should go fucking start, like, a church or something. I, go make shit tons of money. I don't know. Like, yeah. I can tell anybody anything, and they'll believe it, apparently. Yeah. But I don't think America's that stupid. I just think that, I, I think that there's a lot of it. I think there's simple-minded. I think there's people being naive and gullible so they fall for that but it's also that we immediately believe what we hear and because it's because of the internet because of social media because of not having that actual fact check happen yeah so that's my problem like i think that these media outlets and you have facebook that doesn't give a shit about your data and wants to mine it and sell it to everybody fuck you i think you deserve a hell of a lot more than your punishment than you're getting right now so that's my rant about facebook i'm sorry (laughs) when i when i come into information across the internet i always search from multiple sources i look for raw footage if i can find it unedited stuff i like i like to get the straight facts and if i can't find it i always assume rumors are false rather than to assume that they're true yeah i wish everybody was like you (laughs) (laughs) me too i'm awesome (laughs) But no, I always like to do my research, and it's, I, if it's something drastic, like uh, if there was an assassination, I'm like, oh my god, I'll, I'll assume that is true because that's a big stretch to just post out, and then I'll do my research. But like, you gotta have multiple sources to back up anything that you want to believe. Yeah, that's exactly it, and that's yeah. important. <clears throat> but now, moving on from Facebook being a piece of shit, the biggest thing <laughs> that happened is how. My perspective of it is, it seems like Reddit single-handedly turned a company into a Fortune 500 company. Uh, that company being GameStop, for those of you that, that that don't know. And on top of GameStop, other things have been happening. Have you guys seen the, what is it, the, instead of Bitcoin, they have Dogecoin? And it's where a guy literally made a company to basically bullshit bitcoin 
and it's the meme, like the Doge meme, like it's Dogecoin, and people yeah. have been investing in Dogecoin to try to make it more expensive than Bitcoin. And yeah, it's a cryptocurrency invented by Billy Marcus and Jackson Palmer. They, it, it's literally so the the symbol for it is literally the picture of the meme of that yeah. the Doge, and it just has a D over the face of it. It's, yeah. it's literally that's what it is. And I'm not maybe saying you could better elaborate or said when you guys could. What is the deal that they're going on with now about the Robin Hood? Robin Hood's an app, actually. I have yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. But what what are they trying to are they like are they suing them to spin it to so they can stop people from buying stocks? It's probably good to start from the beginning there. So there's a Reddit community called Wall Street Bets, mm-hmm. and it's a bunch of people who are pulling together to increase the stock in which larger companies have shorted. Mm-hmm. So what they're doing is the whole stock market market is basically a gamble, and larger companies will do this thing called shorting, which is basically betting that a stock will go down in price. So they've pulled together on this Reddit community to take on, quote unquote, take on these big, bigger companies that are shorting GameStop and they'll inflate the price. They'll make it blow up. Like I think overnight it went up from $4 a share to $300 a share. (laughs) And so the companies that are betting that it's going to go down are now out $300 a share or $296 a share, whatever they've shorted it by. And the reason they're doing this is to take on this is our stand against the big Wall Wall Street companies and yada. So the thing with Robinhood is Robinhood makes uh, money off of the stock market, and the they don't like it when people are taking on these big companies or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so they removed the next stocks that they were going to inflate yep. from circulation. But, and, well, they started restricting a ton of stocks, which is illegal. You're not allowed like. You, you get in trouble for that. You can't restrict people from buying stock. Yeah, you can't restrict a free market thing. And they, literally, they stopped people from buying these stocks to sh- take on the companies that were shorting. Now, it, it, is it weird? Is it wrong? That's controversial. It depends on your point of view. But what Robin's had doing is, is definitely wrong. You can't remove free trade from your free trade app. Okay. And there's also some side controversy going on that they have sold people's stocks without telling them. Yep, they did. And then there's another controversy going on where they were actually, that wasn't the only time that they limited stock. They actually were removing other companies from their free trade market Mm -hmm. from being purchased, which like there's a massive class, class action lawsuit against them right now. Yeah, the SEC is also involved now. Yep, because they really stepped in it. And Google is trying to help them, and Google should not. Google should stay the fuck out of it. It, it, It's really bad, though, because I I think out of all the crappy stuff that Robinhood has done in the last few days, selling the stock, that is the most illegal thing, I would say, because that is not theirs to sell. Yeah, especially if somebody's trusting in you enough as a company and an app to go through you instead of going through... A stockbroker or whatever yeah. yeah and like because could you imagine how much shit a stockbroker would be in if he sold somebody's like his one of his client stocks without him asking like he'd, he'd go to jail he'd go to jail he'd probably yeah. never have business again like never be able to run a, a business again 
So don't treat them any differently because it's a company and an app instead of a real person. Because, but no, it was crazy. Like I, for the last three or four days, like I've just seen all this shit that's Reddit turned GameStop into a Fortune 500 company, and I'm like, but for for those of you that don't know, that doesn't mean that Reddit saved GameStop. GameStop is still closing because yeah. it's not actual. And they actually buy like real stocks. They're just a millionaire on paper. <laughs> and this is where Robinhood comes into play. So if we're on the process of bringing things back, how about you guys bring back EB Games? You guys remember EB Games? I have no idea what the fuck that is. You yeah. don't know what EB Games is? I do not. Holy shit. No. It was like GameStop's like... When GameStop was... At its like peak, like EB Games is the only thing that was like come close to GameStop. It was the it was GameStop basically. They just called it EB Games. Their sign was even in red and black, red and white, like GameStop's was. EB Games is still exists in Canada. Do they really? Yeah, Google that shit. Holy shit! I'm gonna go to Canada just to go to fucking EB Games. Just like I have to go to Kentucky to get Mr. Gaddy's pizza. I'm looking at it right now. It looks like it's the exact same thing. Their website and everything as GameStop's pretty much. Yeah, it's like I was telling you. It's literally GameStop. <laughs> yeah, you can get, you can go to Canada. Like, literally, it's the Canadian GameStop, right? Oh, uh, EB Games Australia. There's Australia. There's Canada. There's. I wonder if they have PS5s. I bet nobody thought about PS5s did. from EB Games. <laughs> oh, whatever. You know they did. Guys, you're so dope. Like, I'm like one. I'm like, yeah, I want one, but I'm going to fucking wait. It's fine. Not that big of a deal. Because they still have my PS4, right? Like, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, but I'm not going to spend fucking $900 to buy a PlayStation. Yeah, no, fuck those goddamn grifters, I swear. Yeah, it's so bad right now, dude. You can go on Amazon and people are selling what little PlayStations they bought. They can sell them, like, not can, but they are trying to sell them for thousands of dollars. I hope these pieces of shit get stuck with them and they're just stuck with all they these will. fucking PlayStations. They will. And because nobody, what people forget is one thing, like, and Amazon will get in trouble for it if they don't regulate it, is we're still in the middle of a pandemic and you can't press a price gouge during a pandemic. It's illegal. Yeah. Um, it doesn't matter what it's on. You're just not allowed to do it. It doesn't matter if it's essential items or non-essential items. It's just, you can't price gouge. So if Amazon doesn't take c- control of that, Amazon gets to foot the bill of the penalty for that. And they don't want to foot that bill, so they're going to start like really cracking down on their sellers. Nope, your price gouging, we're removing this shit. Yeah, it, it's really bad right now, too. It's every day that the prices of those are increasing. And mm-hmm. it, I don't know. I, I can't see how they could launch this product and so significantly underproduce it. Um, so I think what happened with that was COVID, right? Like COVID affected a lot of stuff. And a lot of the stuff when I hear, they're like, oh, COVID has affected me. And I'm like, yeah, that's bullshit. You can't tell me that. I can go buy shit on Amazon and get it here in two days. But yeah. like for manufacturing, like PlayStations and things like that, I think COVID has affected. That's what, that's what I was going to say, because you got to think Sony's big productions comes from Japan. Yep, Japan. Yeah. And... It's been like Sony specifically said, like their CEO said, that they can't get to their warehouses and their manufacturers in Japan Mm. due to COVID. So they're, yeah. So what they put out in America is what they make in America. And they don't have the machines and all that stuff to crank them out like they did in, like they do in Japan. So until things are 
lifted and things are eased off, then there's going to be a shortage of them. But I don't care to wait. I'm, I'd rather spend uh, $500. Yeah, than fucking 900 And even if that, even if I do get a play, I don't, I'm at the point now where I don't even know if I'm going to get a PlayStation or if I'm going to buy a new graphics card, you know? <laughs> it's one of those things. That... With like the, I don't know. I feel like right now it's, I can still play a, a lot of those games that are coming out on PlayStation 4 or PC. Yeah, like it's fine. I'm not like upset about it. I'm I'm good. I, yeah, and and that's the thing is PlayStation right now has very limited exclusives that are yeah. out. Maybe one game that would make me buy a PlayStation Five instantly is uh, if the God of War, the new God of War, is a PlayStation Five exclusive, which I I doubt it. Depending on when it's it's supposed to come out this year, I doubt that it will, but it's supposed to. I don't know. I think what you're gonna see though is because Sony has has had this issue where their their supply isn't meeting their demand. I think they're like, fuck, we need to do something so we don't lose people. So they're going to probably go to the, all these companies and be like, we want you exclusively. Here's a shit ton of money. Yeah. yeah. That would be the best. That would be actually the best form of marketing. Hey, look, come by the PlayStation 5. Now we have a shit ton in stock. And it's exclusively for God of War is exclusively on PlayStation. Or this is exclusively on PlayStation. That is what Microsoft did. They purchased Bethesda, uh, who makes yeah. all of the Fallout games they purchased bethesda right at the beginning of this pandemic i believe maybe they'll make it better no don't hold your breath <laughs> so believe what you want about bethesda it, it is people there are people who still freak out over fallout games and stuff like that and it, it was a pretty smart move to get that before this pandemic because now they're in charge of the bethesda market so yeah yeah, no, it definitely was a smart move because you have Skyrim, Elder Scroll, all that shit. Right? And on top of that, like Fallout New Vegas just got a completely new mod that is a completely new story that was all made by average Joe, just people who enjoy modding, and they made a completely brand new game just for Fallout New Vegas, which at this point is. God, how old is Fallout New Vegas? Uh, a good bit, man. Eight, oh, nine, man. maybe ten, older than ten years. Fallout New Vegas came out in 2010. Yeah, so eleven years. People still play things like Oblivion and stuff. Like Oblivion was such a great game, and people yeah, loved yeah. it. And people, I still play Skyrim. Oh fuck yeah, I love Skyrim. I didn't say they didn't produce good games. I think that they're just really bad at producing some games. It takes a long time. <laughs> Because Bethesda is one of those groups that work on one game for a long-ass time. Like, at this point, they've been doing... What was it? It's supposed to be... I think now it's the new Skyrim? Or the new or new Elder Scrolls that's supposed to come out next from Bethesda? Uh, I'm not sure. I haven't Elder, Elder Scrolls 6. Elder Scrolls, Elder Scrolls 6? Right? Is it 6? Yeah. Yeah. And so they're working on that one. That's supposed to come out, I want to say, 2022 two because i haven't even released anything about it no teasers no anything it's it's they said they're working on it but it, that's all they did have an announcement video but it's literally just a camera panning in on a mountainside yeah <laughs> and then it releases the, it was so bad <laughs> i i do remember now they did say that they're working on a game called starfield yes that's a new one that i heard about says so that's supposed to be like a space skyrim or <laughs> not a space skyrim but like a space adventure it looked in the trailer thing that we saw back at e3 
it, it looked like Elite Dangerous. You're, it was kind of just a ship flying around the surface of a planet. We didn't really get to see. And I don't know if any gameplay footage or any trailer trailers have come out since then. But it looked like just a solo ship flying in space. So it looks like it's going to be something similar to that. Now, if you guys know, please inform me. But if not, it's okay. We'll leave it for another time. Didn't Bethesda... Isn't Bethesda going to work on a Star Wars game? I don't know about Uh, that. I don't know. And maybe that's what their Starfield will be. Uh I can't remember. Because I know... For those of you that don't know... Lucas Games was a thing and then it ended, but they recently brought back Lucas Games to work exclusively on Star Wars games. But I believe Lucas Games may have tapped Bethesda for a Star Wars game. I can't remember. Maybe they did. I don't know. I, but I know the Starfield will be Skyrim where it's that open world single player. Looks like the only Star Wars games in production right now are Lego Star Wars games. <laughs> oh, no, it wasn't. Ubisoft is doing a Star Wars game, and Bethesda is doing an Indiana Jones game. Yep, that's oh, it. Okay, okay that yeah, that that, I, that makes more sense. Yeah, I do, I do know that they were doing Indiana Jones. Yes, and they uh, are. aren't they coming out with a new Indiana movie as well? Yes, yeah. they are, yep. <laughs> yeah. Fucking old, I fucking love Harrison Ford, but his old ass, you can't expect him to be cracking whips and snapping necks all the damn time. No, I fucking expect it now. I, if, he is playing, if he is playing Indiana Jones, I expect him to be cracking that motherfucking whip. I, I, I gotta say, I've never met a more famous actor who hates acting. The man yeah. hates like he hates it. He hated Star Wars. He hated Is it. He really? Yeah, he hates it. Go watch an interview. He'll be like, I wanted Han Solo to die in the first film. Yeah, he's Just like if you look at his scowl on his face in every fucking movie, you can tell. Yeah, <laughs> like, he said the only reason he came back to be Han Solo in The Force Awakens is because they were gonna kill him off. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so he was happy about that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he hated the ghost, the force ghost in the last one. Yeah. He he didn't want to do that either. He was like, Dude, he's dead. Just let him die. And I'm well, then why like, did he go into acting if he hates? <laughs> bro, I don't know, but he hates acting. He hates his. So I mean, much. I I can see it though. If you look at every, I don't think you ever see him smile. He's always scowling at every fucking like role he plays as Indiana Jones. He's always scowling. <laughs> like, but I, I'll tell you what though. Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones. That is a good looking man. No. Yeah, huh? No, that I'm is. sorry. That is not. Harrison Ford was not a good looking guy. Not to me. As Indiana Jones, he was. As anybody, he was not. I thought he fit. He he fit the role of a smuggler in Star Wars pretty good. Yeah, uh, he did. Fact, he he was very like <laughs> he was a very like gruff and. Yeah. Did you just say he fit the role of a piece of shit? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. His, <laughs> his story is actually bizarre. I believe he started out as like a uh, carpenter, yeah. and I can't remember how he got into acting. I think he was, I, I don't know. Don't fact check. Don't Twitter me. Don't fact check me on this. But I thought he was like <laughs> making a movie set or something, and one of the producers or directors saw him and was like, "Hey, you'd be good for this." I, I can't. He, he, like, go ahead. Yeah, he's big into aviation. And I think he uh, wanted to be a pilot at some point, but yeah. he, he did something wrong and landed on the wrong runway and they revoked, <laughs> they, they revoked his pilot's license. Didn't he oh. get a plane crash? Yes. Yes. I, I thought he, I thought he was going to die. Like Harrison Ford's going to die now. Isn't he like completely fine though? Yeah. No, he got fucked up pretty bad, but oh. he recovered. I guess there's a reason why he's not a pilot <laughs> and he's an actor instead. He makes a shit ton of money. He should be happy. I didn't it's know that. It's kind of like Tim Allen used to be like a drug runner or some shit. Did he really? 
You didn't know this? No. Tim Allen used to be like, he went to jail for cocaine smuggling out of America's sweetheart, Tim Allen. Yes. yes. Google the shit. Like, this is a real thing. Like Tim the Toolman Taylor, Tim Allen. Yes. Tim Allen. Yeah, fucking Woody from Toy Story. He was like, I'm serious. I want you to like Google this right now because this is like a real fucking thing. Like, I have tried to find every which way possible I could find it as fake. You're like, oh, is this fake? Is this looking up to see if it's fake? And everything comes back. This is real. He He went to jail. He went to jail for cocaine. And he looked like a fucking drug. Right. Like he, and then how did you become an actor? I caught with half a kilo of coke. Faced <laughs> life imprisonment in 1978. How did you become an actor? No. So I, I got to say this: if, if you Google Harrison Ford's plane crash, <laughs> someone oh swapped the plane with the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> it's People. pretty funny. It's pretty funny. <laughs> but I didn't know he was in a plane crash. Uh, I just know he landed on an oncoming runway and got his pilot's license revoked. Yeah, he is. His plane crash happened before The Force Awakens started filming, so everybody was like, "Oh my God, is Harrison Ford not going to be in The Force Awakens?" So he, he probably would have hoped that it didn't. He wouldn't. Yeah, he, he hates <laughs> acting. I, I, don't, I know don't know why you would hate it. Like, I can get it because to us, we're like, oh, acting would be so cool. But to them, it's a job. It's just another gig. Like, yeah. you're a contractor and you need to make sure you have your next gig before something shitty happens. Right? You, yeah. I know some of these actors, like some of these small time actors, um, like Jonathan Bennett, for one, who, who you probably know who that is. He played Aaron Samuels on Mean Girls. Mm hmm. Like he, he's one that's a smaller actor. Like he posts some pretty profound stuff and you see me behind the sets and you see me, I post pictures, but what you don't know is I'm constantly worried when I'm going to get my next gig or if there is a next gig, like how I'm going to pay for the rest of my, get paid and pay for my house and pay for this and pay for that. So like the smaller actors, I, I don't know, the bigger actors, it's, yeah, we, we all know you have 16 contracts lined up, shut up. Speaking of actors, Elizabeth Olsen. And Paul Bettany's star in WandaVision. You like that transition? That's pretty good. It's good until you just ruined it. Jesus. We're at an hour, so we got to crank through this. It'll be quick. WandaVision, just give your... You said you've only seen one through three. Me and Stang have seen one through four. What are your guys' opinions on the show so far? Let's start there. We'll start with Sting. I'll let Sting go first. My opinion is it's very... They do a good job of giving us a episode or two where we don't really know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And they do a good job of introducing questions other than the fact of what is going on. So mm-hmm. like when we see the beekeeper, we're like, what the hell is that? And then when we see the radio, we're like, what the hell is that? And it's, that's two separate questions right there. Mm-hmm. And then we don't know anything about what's going on. And in episode four, we finally start to get some answers, but at the end of the episode, we're still like, what the hell was that? So they're doing a good job of answering our questions with still leaving us with more for sure. I will say that. I'm glad they're moving away from the little sitcom. Everything's happy in La Land type stuff. And they're starting to get more into what is actually going on mm-hmm. uh, in the current time. But it's really good. I, I like it. First Impressions was really good. And they're doing a good job of transitioning it. My opinion, I don't know. Like when they first started the whole like bewitched, I love Lucy thing. It's this is really fucking cheesy. What is going on? I can't stand this cheesiness. Just because those are two, those two TV shows were 
I don't know. People loved them for their time. They were amazing. Yeah. And people still watch that. Show. I love watching like I Love Lucy and, and Bewitched. But for me, it was like, this is just too cheesy for me. But then you get into it. You're like, okay, the cheesiness, I, cheesiness aside, I can get into this. I'm really curious as to what the fuck is going on here. And this is coming from somebody, I'm going to tell you, I've never seen any of any of the Avengers or any of those type of movies. I have no fucking idea who these people are. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah but i'm sitting there going hey i like it it's fine yeah. the main things that i love and i we i think we discussed this at one point darian but when is it dotty mm-hmm. when she tells after you hear the the radio when she tells wanda or she says how does a uh, housewife uh, how can a housewife get blood out of uh, blood stains out of white linen and it's like the weirdest fucking thing right you're like what like yeah. that and then she's she does it herself I think that right there is so powerful and that right there is how you can tell what's happening. If you didn't get it, do you want me to explain? Yeah, please. Yeah, um, sure. She's saying this is you're doing this and you need to get out yourself. Oh, okay. That's what it means to her. That's what she's trying to say. You're being this housewife, but how do you get out of this? Like, how do you get the bloodstains out? You do it yourself. Mm-hmm. She's saying, like, how do you get out of this funk? You do it yourself. Like a lot of people probably didn't catch that, but that was like my favorite point. It was so powerful, but so something that you wouldn't have even caught. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure a lot of people were going, who the fuck was talking on the radio? (laughs) Yeah, more people were concerned about the radio than what was actually being said. Me, I'm like, yeah, I heard that. Someone's saying, who's doing this to you? But it, 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 you know, correlates to each other. When you think about it, they come together and it's, who's doing this to you? And she's, you do it yourself. Get out. (laughs) So it's really interesting to think about that. That was like my favorite part. And uh, a lot of people just didn't catch it. So, like, even better. Yeah. Yeah. As well as little things. Of course, I'll, I'm a Marvel fanatic. I've literally seen every Marvel movie at its midnight screening. <laughs> I've, I read comic books religiously. To carry on without movies was a big step for Marvel because they've made all their bread and butter from movies. And, and this being the first show... But has a pace to set in it. And I was blown away. It's movie quality, 110%. Like, and just the fact that I like that it doesn't follow these main characters, like your Iron Man's, your Captain America, your Spider-Man's, all these things. And it's focusing on these, in a way, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, these lesser-known characters that you would only see in these Avenger team-up movies. When most people's not going to be focused on Wanda and Vision, and for them to get their own show and the way they do it, I love. I loved it. Like I loved the Dick Van Dyke. I love Lucy vibe in the first one, and then in the second one also. But I'm also was like staying at the point of view is I don't want the whole show to be this. Mm. But then in episode three, she gets or at the end of episode two, she's pregnant, and then you see it transition into almost like this Brady Bunch kind of thing. And then, so you start to get color. But that, like, if you look at that, like, you get to that that point where she's pregnant, and then they go outside to the beekeeper. Mm-hmm. Like, there's and, something, there's some kind of correlation happening there. There's something going on there. And and it's explained in episode four. So my first thought when I saw the beekeeper was I thought it was AIM. Now, are you guys familiar with AIM? I am not. I'm okay. Not. AIM in the Marvel comic books is advanced idea mechanics, and they're like a basically like a another group of like a spinoff of Stark Industries. Like they're Tony Stark's yeah. rivals and they were always bad guys and they dressed almost, they look like in beekeeper suits, but they, in the comic books, they were like hazmat suits. So I thought this was like a, 
an Easter egg that was saying like, oh, AIM might be the big bad guys behind all this. Going into it, you get Agnes, who's her neighbor, who I believe is a witch by the name of Agatha Harkness, who trains Wanda in the comic books sometimes. Sometimes she's a bad guy. And then you have Geraldine. Which, like, if you look at the third one, like, Agnes is the one that they're all outside. Like, mm-hmm. Vision goes outside talking to the neighbors. And that was weird. Like, the neighbors cutting through the, the cement yeah. like, fence. And they're being really sketchy. Like, you can't say anything. Don't tell them or something like that. And it's like, what the fuck is... You're being sketchy. What's your problem? Yeah. And so Geraldine is... If you guys see at the end of the third one, when Wanda's talking about her brother, Pietro, who's Quicksilver, and then Geraldine says, wasn't he killed by Ultron? Yeah, And then Wanda's like, how the fuck do you know that name? And the comic books, Geraldine's real name is Monica Rambeau. And she ends up becoming Captain Marvel for a little while before she takes on the superhero name Photon. And so she's a big deal now. Said, did you see the Captain Marvel movie? Okay, Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers, who's Captain Marvel, is... Friends with Monica Rambo's mom, Maria Rambo. They were fighter pilots together. And Monica Rambo is a little girl in the Captain Marvel movie. And cool. Okay. Do you want to leave out episode four stuff or? I'm good with you talking about it because I'll probably just watch it after we record, anyways. So. Okay. Stan can help me elaborate. But episode four starts with the blip. And the blip is when. Hulk snapped his fingers and brought everybody back after Thanos had snapped him all away. And it, and Monica Rambeau, who's Geraldine, is one of the ones who got snapped away, so she came back. And she's in this hospital, and all these people are just appearing in this hospital. And she's trying to find her mom, and so she finds the doctor who is treating her mom. And her mom had died three years ago, so she had been snapped away for five years. And... So she doesn't understand what the fuck's going on, number one. And so it, she finds- it's mass chaos and yeah. people, people are coming back in places that they had been snapped out of. Yeah. And- so this is happening in the world where she's in, right? Yeah, her, this is happening. Universe, like yeah. Mentally. Okay. Yeah, yeah, this is happening everywhere, but it's just the point of view from inside the hospital and people are freaking out. People are getting hurt, obviously, and it, it, it just it, it puts into perspective that it is possible that people who were on planes that were snapped away are now falling from the sky. People who were in the streets that were snapped away are now getting ran over by cars. And it, it throws that into perspective a little bit of how dangerous the re, the blips, the resnap could be. And it, it kind of, in my point of view, it sheds a little bit of light of maybe the Avengers were a little selfish there because look at the, the the world would suffer without half its workforce and now it's going to yeah. suffer again because half the workforce is reintroduced at a later date. And it's and then the mass pandemics, the mass deaths, it's, it's insane. Yeah, and so this basically is picking up near the end of Avengers Endgame. And so she goes back to work and she works for SWORD, which stands for, give me a second, I got it pulled up, Sentient Weapons Observation and Response Division. And so every time Wanda would find something in color in that world and it had a sword on it, that was what that was, is from them. And so she... Goes back to work at S.W.O.R.D. One of her friends is now the director of S.W.O.R.D., which is basically like a S.H.I.E.L.D. offshoot. And so 
they she's sent to investigate a missing person and work with the FBI. So she gets to this place in New Jersey called Westview, New Jersey, and she meets FBI agent Jimmy Wu, who was from the Ant-Man movies. He was the guy who would watch Scott Lang when he was under house arrest. Right, he was the, the FBI agent. And, Scott Lang's handler. Yeah, yeah. And which is where he learned that card trick. That's why I thought the card trick was so funny. Yeah. So she meets him and they're talking to the sheriff and he, he was like, uh, Sheriff, can you repeat to my constituent what you just told me? And he's like, uh, Westview, New Jersey doesn't exist. Even though there's a sign behind him that says Westview, New Jersey. And she's like, it doesn't exist. And then he's like, nope, never heard of it. So the first thing I'm thinking is, is this just like a secret that these all these people are keeping to themselves? Or like, what the fuck's going on? So come to find out, she finds out she's there not for a missing person, but a missing town. Like the whole town's gone missing. Like you can see the town behind the sheriffs and everything, but there's nobody walking the streets, nothing. So... She sword has these drones that are like state-of-the-art drones, so they want to send a drone over the city to see what's going on. So she flies the drone in, and the drone is a helicopter, a little miniature helicopter drone. And she flies it in, and it goes through this force field, and which is the drone, or which is the helicopter that Wanda finds in what episode one? I yeah, think. like the very first, like within the first, I think two minutes of the show yeah that's the drone she finds but it had went through that force field and instead of being futuristic like it was it got turned into a 1950s toy helicopter <laughs> that's cool actually yeah and all, sword shows up all these different divisions of the military show up and set up like this base camp outside of this force field and first geraldine touch or monica touches the force field and gets sucked into it and that's when she becomes geraldine when she goes into that thing and so everybody's like, where the fuck she go? So they call in all these groups of the military. They all set up this base camp outside. Um, and then they bring in a doctor. Her name is um, Darcy. I can't remember her last name, but she's played by Kat Denning. Side note, I think Kat Dennings is hot. Yeah, she's good looking. <laughs> but she played her character Darcy in the Thor movies. She hung out with Jane Foster and the... Uh, other guy i can't remember his name the professor or yeah. whatever is what is i like that they're bringing a lot of their c-list characters to a series because mm -hmm. you, you see how smart they are how good they work and how important they are and uh, darcy lewis what was what was the lady's name that got sucked in geraldine her role is a very much a c-list character but yeah. it's important in this series and, and they're bringing a lot of the b-list heroes and villains and stuff and it's just it's really good that they're doing that because it's expanding the universe even more. It's going to give us more heroes, more villains, more scenarios. But yeah, they bring in Kat Dennings and they're just doing a lot of. Yeah. And so she has a Ph.D. now. She's an astrophysicist. So they're bringing it. They brought in an astrophysicist, a nuclear biologist, a chemical engineer, all these things, trying to figure out what's going on. And she and it's weird because she finds these like these wavelengths underneath all this stuff. And so the only way she can get it is to bring in an old, like 1950s TV and she turns it on and it's broadcasting the show that we watched the first two episodes. So all this is taking place in the first two episodes. 
but we're seeing it from outside of the town that they're in. And so they see it as a TV show too. And so they're still trying to figure out what all this stuff is. So they put a guy in a hazmat suit, hook him up to a rope and put him in the sewers to crawl into the town. So he crawls into the town and his rope that he was attached to turns into a jump rope and he comes out of the sewers, hence the beekeeper. It turned his hazmat suit into a beekeeping outfit. Yeah. And so when they pull the rope back out at the last few feet of the rope is a jump rope. So what it does is anything you put in there, it turns it into something from like the 1950s. Because because of Wanda, right? Like, yeah, you have this Scarlet Witch that's just stuck in this crazy ass, like mental, unstable mental world that she's created. Which is really great, though, because like when they try to send the drone in, it turns into something that would match up to the time period. It's just in color, right? Exactly. And so they come to find out that then it switches to they see Geraldine on one of the cameras or one of the scenes of the show. So they're all like, what the fuck's going on? And then so Darcy, Agent Wu, that a certain time and there's always a time in the show where Wanda washes dishes and she has the radio on. So go out here and this is the wavelength that she uses on the radio, try to communicate with her through the radio. So Darcy tells him to go, and he starts talking. I'm sorry, the uh, the FBI agent's name is Randall Park. I don't know why I said Jimmy Wu. I think that's his actual name. But So he starts talking through that radio, which is what she hears when she's talking to Dottie. And so the whole time this is happening, though, it deletes those scenes from the TV show. So what we saw on season episode one and two of hearing him talk and seeing the helicopter and all that stuff it never shows that to the people watching from the outside basically like it's been edited out like a tv show and yeah it's really weird and you eventually get to the point where wanda had the babies and geraldine slash monica rambeau are talking it's talking to her and she's mentioning ultron and all that stuff and then wanda's like who are you and then she's trying to like i'm your neighbor I live next door. I live across the street. But at the whole time, like we saw in episode three, that's when Agnes and the other neighbor are telling Vision that Geraldine doesn't belong here. She doesn't have a home, all that stuff. So Wanda figures, or Wanda is talking to her, and then Geraldine's trying to explain to her all this stuff, and then Wanda's, no, I think it's best if you leave. And then that's when, and it shows her yeet her out the wall. And she knocks her through all these walls and pushes her out of the force field. And then as Geraldine, as they're all swarming Monica, saying what's going on, her last words before the episode ends is, it's all Wanda. So Wanda's doing this. And like we had talked previously before we started recording the podcast. Do you guys think this is her way of, her attempt at coping with Vision's death? Okay. I think that I think that it has a lot to do with it. I think that there is when I say outside force, I don't mean literally like the force from Star Wars, but I think that there's someone or something out there who has taken her at her weakest because she just lost vision. She had to put vision down. Five minutes later, he was brought back, and then his forehead was incapitated. <laughs> Yeah, and I like that they referenced that in the first episode. Oh, my husband and his indestructible head. 
Yeah. I like that they referenced that, but uh, it it was it was really interesting. I, I think that someone's manipulating her. I don't think that one. I think she, because when she killed him the first time, she didn't explode out of anger, rage, or anything like that. She was broke down. She was hurt. Second mm-hmm. time, she was like twice as hurt. Like she didn't freak out. She and then she got snapped away. In the second time, he was taken from her. Mm-hmm. Because Thanos reached in his forehead and pulled out the Mind Stone. She didn't get a chance to take it out and try to keep him alive. Yeah. Thanos took it this time. So maybe that it might be a little different that time because he was taken. Yeah. And this is, she was twice as hurt that time and you know, just as angry. And then she was immediately snapped away. So we don't get to see how she's uh, going to react to this. But we see in Endgame that she comes back and she almost kills Thanos by herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I don't care what you say. She could have, if he hadn't rained fire, she could have got him. I agree, hundred percent. And uh, also, I, I guess side note, I think Thanos punched Captain Marvel right out of that damn movie. <laughs> Once he hit her, she was out of that entire movie for the most part. But she, so we don't know how she's going to react. And I think someone who was not uh, Thanos snapped away noticed that she's back and is going to make moves on her and try and get her absorb her power or whatever you want with it. It could be Hydra because there was a Hydra commercial mm-hmm. in one of the first few episodes. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that someone's making moves on her and making her do this or whatever because she's been played with before in Ultron. Yep. And so it's definitely possible it could happen again. I don't think she's going to turn full bad guy. Would it be awesome if she did? I think that they could go any direction with this and it'd be good. But I don't think it's necessarily her having a breakdown as much as it is someone taking advantage of her breakdown. Because after watching this, I actually had to Google the Scarlet Witch, right? Like Mm -hmm. I've never seen anything. So like, of course I piqued my interest and I really like the Scarlet Witch. So if you look back like at her background, her and her brother were the only two experiments that actually survived with the powers that they got. Mm -hmm. And then her brother was taken from her, like somebody that she really loved and depended on. Like they were like really close. And then her brother was killed. If I'm correct, if I read all that correct. Yeah. Like, so that's like the first straw. I think that for her, that's the first straw. And then she becomes like crazily enraged about this, doesn't she? She's like really upset about it and kind of crazy. And at one point she actually goes batshit crazy. And that's why they have to give her vision and have vision watch over her. Correct. Mm-hmm. So like she's already unstable. She's already unstable through all this. And then they're like, here, vision, you take care of her. But you got to make sure she doesn't get out of line or I don't know what what it is that she's going to do but so you give somebody that's unstable and it's not saying that like, it's not understandable that she's unstable like she's had a fucked up life as much as most Marvel characters do because it's not like a pretty thing being a superhero and that's what they always try to depict but now she falls in love with Vision and now that's taken from her so everything she's had has been taken from her I think that her I think that Sting Daddy's correct in saying that somebody is manipulating her, but I also believe that she let it happen because she's just done. She's fucking done. Yeah. Like, I'm tired of it. She, I can't do it anymore. She wants to be in her perfect world with her husband who got his forehead ripped off. Right. Yes. <laughs> but I also think it's it's that the fact that she's just at her limit. Like, I've taken all I can take, and I just can't take anymore. So I, this is how I give up. But I think you'll see her snap out of that. Like, she's not going to give up anymore. Something's going to change. And I think it's going to be those babies being taken away from her. 
Yeah, and that that was my next thing. Is my theory is it's not a theory at this point. It's confirmed that this and that this show will affect Spider Man three, the new Spider Man movie, and Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. They confirmed that, didn't they? Didn't they come out and say it? So what I think happens is this show ends with her splitting reality and opening up all these other multiverses and. Evan Peters has been cast in this show. Now, if you don't know, Evan Peters plays Quicksilver, who is technically her brother in the Fox X-Men universe. He also is a part of the American Horror Story, of course. And a lot of people think he's creepy. I think he's hot. No, he's a phenomenal actor. So what I think is going to happen is this is going to be how Marvel brings in the X-Men. And it's going to start with Evan Peters as Quicksilver, and she's going to realize that's her brother from a, a, another universe. And this causes the splinter in reality for Spider-Man 3, which brings in Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man to help Tom Holland fight Dr. Octopus, Vulture, basically the Sinister Six. And at the end of it, and at the end of Spider-Man 3, Doctor Strange comes to fix it. Because Spider-Man comes out before Doctor Strange. And so Doctor Strange is going to come at the end of Spider-Man 3 and f- get Wanda. And the thing is, he trains Wanda. He teaches her how to control her powers and use her powers better. Because he's, of course, a Sorcerer Supreme. And so he is going to be the one that ultimately fixes Wanda. But this is going to stretch from WandaVision onto Spider-Man, and probably into the Multiverse of Madness, the new yeah. Doctor Strange movie. which it's just open like a, a, a whole new alley for a shit ton of movies that they're about to make. Yes, because with this, if what if they're doing what I expect they're doing, they're going to use this to be able to bring in the X-Men, because of course mm-hmm. Marvel got Fox all the Fox properties, so they can use the X-Men now, they can use the Fantastic Four. This is how they're going to bring in the X-Men. Disney had the smartest moves ever by buying Fox and buying Lucasfilms. And oh, yeah. Like, yeah. fucking smart move. Yeah, it was, it was a smart move. And Disney's taken very good care of it. I and mean, they're not, like, sh- just shitting these things out one right after the other to try to get people in. Like, they're taking their time with them. They're hiring people who care about the products. Shit, the best move they ever did was getting John Favreau to do The Mandalorian. For fuck's sake, if this isn't a fucking audition from hell... To get John Favreau his own fucking Star Wars trilogy, <laughs> come the fuck on, everybody. Let's get real. But yeah, I know I agree. I think they did an amazing job, and like you said, they're taking care of them. I know a lot of people were like, "Oh, the Star Wars." Some of the Star Wars were really shitty, but they took their time with them, and they were, I think, in some of the Star Wars, bringing back the original characters. I don't think you would have saw that um, no. if somebody else had done it. I don't think you would have. It had just been like a complete new reboot. Fuck everybody else. Fuck the storyline. We're creating our own. Yeah, and, and I actually went back and rewatched the the newer Star Wars movies. They're not really that bad. Like, I watched the, I think what's the last one, The Rise of Skywalker. I re I rewatched that one. I fucking loved it. Like rewatching it again, I was like, this is fucking awesome. Like I forgot how good it was. Like everything. And but they're just doing everything right with Marvel, and they're tying these universes in perfectly. Like it's all logical to somebody who knows marvel who's read comic books who's seen all the movies like to me this is they're opening up the multiverse they're going to bring in all these other characters i can't wait for it but i don't want to be for for me like someone that doesn't read comic books it's not that i don't like comic books it's just not something i ever picked up 
Mm-hmm. But being able to watch WandaVision and saying, oh, I really like this. I want to know who the hell this chick is. And so it gives me the chance to go and like Google and look at stuff and actually read into it. And and, and not just that, but I applaud Marvel 100% on as a as somebody who you can watch all the movies and not know who somebody is, but you'll find out about them through the movies. If you watch everything from Captain America, the first Avenger, all the way to Avengers Endgame, you'll know exactly what's going on. And yeah, you may miss some Easter eggs if you're not a comic book fan, but you're not going to miss out on the story. And so I I would ask you, said when you get the time, look up the order you're supposed to watch the Marvel movies in and just like watch one every one a day or just because it'll fill in. And then by the time... You get through that, you'll realize, and as you're watching it, you'll be like, oh, shit, this makes sense on WandaVision now. So it, it's that's just... My, that's my plan. The free time is limited, and then I'm lazy. Like, I have Disney+. Plus. I just haven't... Uh, I don't. I only have it on, I think, my bedroom TV. I haven't put it on my, my living room TV yet, and it's, I don't know why you're not giving me, let me log in, and verify. Yeah. Like, oh, it's just, I don't want to fucking remember my password. Yeah. <laughs> At this point, you could probably watch one a week, actually, and have, you could be cut off by the next time they drop a movie. Yeah. Yeah. But, and, oh, yeah. Cause and it, given they're not doing movies, I think the next Marvel movie that's coming out is Black Widow. And that's <sighs> no. Is it just purely bright? Is it Scarlett Johansson? Yeah, it's a prequel to Endgame. Yeah, it takes place before Avengers Endgame. So I can't remember the ones. That, I think it falls between Captain America: Civil War and whichever one comes after that. It's basically like you find out a bunch of stuff about her backstory. And what's really funny is a lot of the times I will. I, I gravitate more because I'm really big into the feminist stuff. Like, women should have power. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not going to do anything. They probably will do something different than a man, and that's not be an asshole. But I, I, so I gravitate towards, like, Wonder Woman or Black Widow. I gravitate towards all of those because I just feel like it's been so long, especially in the comic book world, where women, yes, they have power, and, and they've depicted them as powerful, but they always have that, I need a man. I need a man yeah. to i need a man and that's so like them starting to go away from that and i'm i don't know if anybody has watched the wonder woman 1984 staying i don't know if you've watched it i don't want to ruin it for you but not gonna watch it i heard pretty bad things about it it's not that bad actually the worst part that i hate about it is it's her saying i need a I like her having that i need a man moment and there's a lot of like plot holes there's a lot of plot holes, but it's that for me, it was that I need a man moment. And it's like, you don't need a man. And, but she realizes that, right? She's like, I don't need a man to be fulfilled. It sucks because I can't have him, but I don't need him. So yeah. for me, it's, I, I had a lot of people saying it's so sexist, but it really wasn't like, don't let that specific thing be like the only thing that is sexist and it ruin it for you because there's so much more power behind it. Like you have two main characters that are female and they're both fucking powerful. Mm-hmm. And that's what I really loved about it is they brought that power into it. Like Kristen Wiig did an amazing job at playing the cheetah. Is that the name? I think her yeah. name is the cheetah. And then you have I, I can never remember her name. Gag. Yeah, there you go. Playing Wonder Woman, who is such a powerful person too. And she is so good looking. She is very powerful, and that's for me. It's all about that power. So I always lean towards the the female superheroes. But right now, Disney's focus is going to be on shows for the most part. You got Loki, skin his own show, Captain Falcon and the Winter Soldier. 
Yeah, think, Loki's getting his own show about him traveling through time. It looks really neat. I think huh. these shows are all going to tie in with each other. WandaVision is going to end and tie into Loki or vice versa. They'll, they'll all tie in some way, shape, form, or fashion because Marvel already said there's not going to be an Avengers type event in this phase of movies. So there's not going to be like a an Avengers Endgame or Avengers Infinity War or anything like that in this phase of the movies. So this will give you give Marvel time and give us time to just individually invest in other characters that aren't Captain America, that aren't Iron Man, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, they got to figure out where their villains are going to come from now so that Robert Downey Jr., because Iron Man's dead and he created most of the Avengers-level threats indirectly yeah. or directly. And I believe that being said, most of their threats this from this point on will be either otherworldly, like from like aliens from other planets. Yeah. Or or I don't shit, I don't know. We're just people who have powers or especially if they bring because you gotta think if they bring mutants into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. If there's a whole like, new level of villains, right? You'll have all these other yeah, you have all these other people that can control things. And I think their big villain is, if you guys don't know, in what movie is it going to be? I believe, it's, or it's a, not a show. It's either a movie or a show. The, the villain is going to be Kang the Conqueror. Mm. Now, Kang the Conqueror is an alternate version of Reed Richards of the Fantastic Four. It's an alternate version of his son yeah. who can time travel. And he's always a bad guy. And so I think that's going to be their next Thanos, so to say, because they're going to do it. They've already said they're doing a Fantastic Four movie. And so they're as crazy as it seems. They got a Blade movie coming. So you're they could have Dracula be a villain <laughs> movie coming. Yeah, it looks fucking sweet. Do you know the actor? Are you familiar with the actor Mahershala Ali? He was in this movie called Moonlight that won a lot of awards. I remember Moonlight. Yeah. He was in... Did you ever see The Green Book? No, but I did see Moonlight, so... He was in uh, Moonlight, and he's playing Blade, which really fucking uh, fits. Yeah. He was really good in Moonlight, so... Yeah, and he's, so he's going to play Blade, and that movie's way down the fucking pipeline. I'm talking probably like two to three years, but... So, I got a question for you real quick. You said that they're... So, Disney's trying to do, like, these more, like, TV show styles so you can get to know other characters? Mm-hmm. What's your opinion on them going, like, branching off from, like, Captain America and going to, like, actually pulling the camera towards one of those sidekick characters that are actually really cool and should be seen, like, and, like, shadowing, putting Captain America in the shadows and bringing something new and better out or something that people haven't really got to see or they've seen him once. Because I feel like they're doing that with Wanda, right? Like, Wanda's kind of like a side character. That's definitely what they're starting to do, hands down. The fact that they brought in Jimmy Woo, and Darcy Lewis, I think that's her mm-hmm. last, the character's last name. I know it's Kat Dennings who plays her, but uh, the fact that so they brought in Darcy and Jimmy shows that they're bringing C-list actors, and they were a big part in that episode, uh, in episode four. Like they were a big part, and I really liked the fact that they brought in Jimmy out of all the other people they could have done because he's a good character. He's funny. He's very serious at points, and he's a pretty good actor. Mm-hmm. I've followed him around for a little bit, though. He's a decent singer. He can play the keyboard. And he was in a few other movies. And if you've ever seen the interview, he played Kim Jong-un. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. funny. 
Yeah, but he, he's a good actor, and I really like that they're bringing these C-list actors and even C-list characters up to the spotlight here because people don't really notice it, but they played a huge part in figuring out what's going on in episode four. And not just that, but, like, don't get me wrong, I love Captain America. He's my favorite superhero, and it's true that Chris Evans is going to be Captain America again. I don't know how or what their plans are with that, but that's confirmed that he's going to play Captain America again. But the thing is, there's so many major storylines that these shows are going to cover that you would have a hard time doing in movies. For example, Falcon and the Winter Soldier is all about how who's going to take up the mantle of Captain America now. Mm -hmm. Is it going to be Sam Wilson, who's the Falcon, or is it going to be Bucky, which they both do in the comic books, but more recently Falcon has taken up the mantle of Captain America, but the government doesn't want that. That's what the storyline's going to be about is he, Captain America Steve Rogers gave Sam Wilson the shield and said, it needs to be out there. It needs to, somebody needs to carry this on. And I want it to be you, but the government doesn't want that because in their eyes is you have Sam Wilson, who is a black guy and Captain America traditionally has been your stereotypical blonde haired, blue eyed white male. And the government goes as far as to create their own super soldier called us agent and make him the new face of Captain America, make him the new Captain America when it's supposed to be Sam or Bucky, because that's what Steve wanted. And so you and in all honesty, you can't do that in a movie. And yeah. because it's not, don't get me wrong, Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan are A-list actors at this point, but they're not going to have the same star power as your Robert Downey Jr.'s, as your Chris Evans, as your Scarlett Johansson's and all this stuff. And, so the fact they're doing a show on it to allude to all this stuff and show these major storylines in these TV series while you have all this stuff going on in the movies in the background, because let's be honest, we don't know when we're going to be able to go back to movie theaters. And that's how you got to think that's how Marvel makes a shit ton of their money is box office. But also back to your question, the fact that they're bringing in these C-list characters, I fucking love it because there are some bad ass C-list characters that are getting their own TV shows. Moon Knight, for example. Monica Rambeau as Photon. I mean, she can go toe-to-toe with Captain Marvel, who's the most powerful superhero in the galaxy. And nobody would know who she was if it wasn't for WandaVision. And so these facts that they're bringing in these smaller characters or they're elaborating on these smaller characters, whether it be Randall Park, Jimmy Woo, or Kat Dennings, Darcy Lewis, and all this stuff. And you got to think they got Natalie Portman to come back to play Jane Foster. She's going to be the new Thor. She's going to be the new Thor. Yes. I fucking love Natalie Portman. She is going to take up Thor's hammer and become Thor, the mighty Thor. She does in the comic books. She's going to be the new, it's proven. That's what Thor, the new Thor movie, Love and Thunder. She's going to be the new Thor. You would have never thought from Thor and Thor the Dark World that Jane Foster was going to take up the mantle of Thor. I knew it was going to happen because I read the comic books, but everybody else who's just going based on the movies would never think that person's going to have any major part, but she becomes a a fucking god. And I love Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman is like one of my favorite actresses. 
Yeah, and and From Star Wars to like Black Swan to fucking Thor, like she did such an amazing job in Thor. Yeah, and, and I just love what Marvel's doing. I love the little characters. I love the smaller characters. Like for example, Wanda envisions two sons become two superheroes called Speed and Wiccan, who eventually join the New Avengers. And alert. <laughs> And that's in the comic books. I don't know how they're going to do it in the movie. No one's read the comic. Like most people don't read comic books anymore. There are a lot still, but a lot of the times people just go based off of the movie. It's like you with reading books. You don't want to read the book. You'd rather watch the movie. Yeah, <laughs> I will say this. You guys would be surprised how much comic book sales has actually gone up during the pandemic. Things, things like comic books, collecting cards, like Pokemon card sales mm -hmm. have went up. 60 percent when i was younger i've seen yeah. a lot of people on youtube doing uh live streaming and on twitch live streaming pack openings for pokemon cards yeah they can go and spend like a thousand dollars worth of, i'm just throwing out a random number a thousand dollars worth of pokemon cards open them on stream for four hours and make their money back in profit <laughs> like it's insane people like yeah. watching because if every a few packs like they get something cool and every 20 packs they get something rare and worth money it's mainly because a holographic charizard card recently sold for over four hundred thousand dollars at auction it's also yeah, that's actually funny because it's similar with wow so wow has trading cards that you can do mm -hmm. and you can get some of them trading cards a rare if you get a rare one it'll have a mount for in-game Mm -hmm. it's, oh, cool. it's, it's a mount that you can only get up from a card you can't get it from oh, anywhere cool. you buy it. yeah so there's been jesus you can see there's a specific i think it's like a tiger spectral mount the only one of its kind that thing was selling for like fifty thousand dollars holy shit and it's like for a fucking mount and, and you also gotta think that marvel was smart enough to create marvel unlimited which mm -hmm. is every com over ten thousand comics digitally yeah. at the touch of your fingers on your ipad or phone or whatever and people have been doing that i use that i and add new things every week but i think what i think one thing about comics is people like that to read them but they still want to collect them mm -hmm. like oh yeah they, they i still buy comic books i there could be a comic book i've read 400 times but if i can find it to buy it i'm gonna buy it yeah just because i like turning around and looking at my bookshelf and seeing an issue of a comic book like i collect action figures i don't I'm fucking 26, 27 years old. I don't fucking play with but action figures. That's what gets me excited about what they're doing with these these side characters. They're going to bring these side characters up and they're going to become more popular. So those side characters are going to get their own comic books. So yeah. it like fuels everything. It fuels the TV, the television, and it fuels the comic side, and it fuels all of that. And you're, you're getting these celebrity, these C-celebrities that are coming in, but they're going to become more like A-celebrities than C-celebrities because of the, the role that they get picked for. Yeah, and don't get me wrong, I don't think Elizabeth Olsen, by all means, is a C-list actor, neither is Paul Bettany. Oh, God, no. But the fact that when I say that these smaller characters, I'm saying smaller characters in the Marvel Universe, because the only time you would see Vision, the only time you'd see Wanda was in Avengers movies, but they're obviously overshadowed by Robert Downey Jr. Right. and Chris Evans and Mark Ruffalo and Paul Rudd and Scarlett Johansson, so that's what I meant whenever i said smaller characters but i do agree with staying when you bring in people like kat dennings as darcy again and rant and kat dennings isn't i don't think she's a c celebrity i love her and what is it the new girls is that what she's in or she's in wait, that waitress show i think it's yeah. new girls 
Yeah, two broke girls. She also played in like one of my favorite t- movies, which was a lot of people like gave it so much shit, but it was so funny. Uh, it's House called Bunny. The House Bunny. Yes, <laughs> I love that movie. Yeah, House, House Bunny. Bunny. She did such an amazing job with that role. It was so hilarious. Yeah. yeah. She cut her hair for that movie, like, yeah. really short. That's something a lot of actors don't like to do, is cut their hair or change their hair. Because that's what people recognize them for post-film. And she cut her hair, like, all the way down for that movie. Yeah, but anyways, we went extremely over time. But this was a good conversation. I look forward, and when WandaVision's through and through, staying, we'll, we'll get you back, and we'll all just talk about the entire season oh. as a whole. We have to get Sting back to talk about Dungeons and Dragons too. Yeah, that too. I can read your book on that. I'm actually playing yeah. a campaign right now. I swear to you, know what I think we need to do? I think we need to do one episode. I did. I know that's not how it works because it's campaign. We need to do one episode where we play Dungeons and Dragons. With I would be down for it. We could get multiple. We could just instead of doing the normal Zencaster thing, I'd say we just all get a Discord call and well, then harder to record. So yeah, or Zoom and all that other stuff. Yeah, we could do Zoom or something but yeah i would love to i would love to i think it'd be fun to get everybody a lot of people that we play orp with that we know we're comfortable with and i'll play dungeons and dragons that'd be a blast i have not started that vikings one yet i can make it for you guys if you want i can gladly dm that if you get the people i've already got a couple of people i've got uh boom's been wanting to get in on a DD game oh god boom yeah. Why? Because he fucking likes Jar Jar Binks. We're done. Yeah, no, that piece of shit. He told, he told me Wes, I'm gonna come back on this because of that Jar Jar Binks comment. He he told me we were playing VR chat last night, and it said it took him so long to join my party because he was trying to find a Jar Binks avatar. Oh, he's a dick. I know. I told him I would have left out. I never played games with him again. But <laughs> anyways, thank you all for tuning in to this multiverse wide episode uh, of the your inner nerd podcast before we end sting daddy do you want do you want to list your stream or anything oh, like yeah that? dude plug away yeah you guys can go to follow me i don't stream as much anymore whenever college is in session but it's uh twitch.tv slash sting daddy 69 we'll also link it in the description anyways thank you all for listening um we hope you enjoyed this brief summary of these four <laughs> episodes of the one yeah brief explanations <laughs> Tune in next week when we don't know what we're talking about yet. It's a surprise. Uh, just say it yeah, that way. It's a surprise. It may be just another me and said shooting the shit episode as always. <laughs> but thank you all for tuning in once again. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. Uh, follow Sid on Twitch. You can follow me on Twitch. I haven't streamed in a long ass time. But I probably will with ORP soon. Hopefully tonight actually. But I got work in the morning. But anyways... Thank you all for tuning in. This is Darian signing off. This is Seth signing off. Staying Daddy. Staying Daddy. Signing off.